All right, welcome back to the Be Undomesticated podcast. I am your host, Cody, coming at you from our beautiful grow room here in the wonderful state of Michigan on a very snowy day outside. So today we're going to go more into a big picture type topic. We're actually going to be discussing building freedom and independence into your life by taking back control of some of the systems that a lot of people have given over to other entities. So the three topics we're actually going to be delving deeper into today are going to be your food, it's going to be your health care, and it's going to be the debt system. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into it. So it's no secret that throughout the past couple of years, things have kind of gotten a little crazy out in the world. Um, I don't think it's too controversial to say that. I could go further into it, but that would be even more controversial. So we're not going to uh, be stepping on those toes today necessarily. We'll say that for a later date. But um, obviously, a lot of craziness going on in the world. So let's go ahead and try to take some of that craziness, stuff it out the window. No longer is our concern. We're going to try to take control of several aspects of our life by not letting other outside influences control them. If you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you know I kind of like to sprinkle some quotes into each podcast. So today we're going to have a couple of them. We're going to start out with one by Buddha. No one outside of ourselves can rule us inwardly. When we know this, we become free. I think that's a pretty powerful quote. I mean, it really kind of ties into what we're going to be delving into today. We are actually going to start out with the food system and a couple of different ideas and ways that you can try to pull back from the modern um, go to the grocery store, buy your food, or go to a restaurant get takeout, that kind of stuff, which is, in all reality, absolutely terrible for you. And it's very expensive. Once you get into some of these things, you could actually save quite a bit of money by taking back control of that. Not only are you saving money, you're being healthier about it, but it's also going to take it to where it's no longer controlled by someone outside of yourself. You have way more control over that food. You're not going to have to worry about a supply chain shortage if you have your tomatoes already taken care of. You don't have to care if there's tomatoes in the store. If that's no longer your concern, you can focus on other things. So let's go ahead and dive right into food. So to me, food system is one of the easiest ones to try to take on first. It's going to be one of the ones that pretty much everybody can do something to grow some of their own food and build that food independence. So whether you're growing a pot of herbs on a windowsill or you're putting in a small garden or building a giant market garden, everybody can do something to help build their own food. Um, we're going to start by talking about veggies. Start small. If you have space, build a single bed. Don't go huge, crazy, wild, you know, 2,000 square foot garden. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're not going to be able to keep up with it. And in the end, all you'll grow is weeds, and it's not going to be any good. You'll have a bunch of money, time, and effort into it. So start small. Start building off of that. Once you get one bed done, do one bed this year, build that bed, harvest that food, notice and see what you can do. And once you've done that, then build upon that. You can build another bed next year, build another two beds next year if you feel comfortable. But start with the one bed and really see what you can push out of that small space. Um, there's a great book that my wife and I actually have been kind of digging through this off season and we're gonna be kind of tackling and patching into our garden plan for next year. It's called Square Foot Gardening. Obviously, it's very popular. Everybody's heard of it if you're into the gardening scene. But, you know, we kind of 
for whatever reason, hadn't really got into it. So we're going to get into it this year and really see what we can push out of a smaller area of growth space. All right, so let's say you have a house, you have an apartment, you have a condo, whatever. For whatever reason, you're not able to put in a garden bed outside. Now, obviously, you can do pots and you can do all sorts of different grow bags. There's some really cool systems that you can work with. But another thing that a lot of people don't think of is you can actually convert either a whole room or part of a room into some sort of grow room inside your house and start growing your own food indoors. Um, obviously, with our microgreen farm, we have an entire room dedicated to growing food. But if you don't have that, you can go and get about a two foot by three foot, they call it a quote unquote greenhouse. But all it is is really a racking system with a piece of vinyl that goes over top, holds the humidity, holds the heat in there. And a lot of people are using that to do seed starts, but you can most certainly use it to grow greens. Really be a high dollar item that you could grow in there. I've heard of people using that to be able to grow mushrooms inside of. So they get their mushroom spore kit and their logs and everything and they put them in there because you're able to keep that humidity higher and do it easier. So that's kind of another thing to look into. Kind of think outside the box. You don't necessarily have to go down the whole digging a giant garden or putting in raised beds kind of deal. You know, you can jump on this right now. Even in the dead of winter up north, you can find space in your house to put two foot by three foot. That shouldn't be a problem. So kind of dig into that and do a little research. Figure out what you can start doing on your own right now to be able to improve your food stability. Perennials are another area that often get overlooked when people are planting gardens. If you have areas along the side of your house that, you know, whatever, you're putting flowers in them and they don't really serve a whole lot of purpose right now, put some berry bushes in there. Put something in there that's going to grow you food and keep itself alive and make it through your winters. Do some research, see what's really going to be able to make it through winters in your zone, and put those in and see what you can grow. You know, you can go the the small family orchard route like we did here, where we've put in a lot of fruit trees. A lot of them have died. We actually have to cut them down and start over. But, you know, there's something that we can put in, keep alive. And from that point on, eventually they'll start producing fruit and provide us with food on an annual basis without having to be replanted every year. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. It's not only going to be your standard garden. Look at it in other ways. You know, a lot of people get real big into permaculture. I haven't really gone down that rabbit hole yet. Got enough on my plate. I should. I know. I know. I need to learn more about it, but it's just not my forte right now. So look into that kind of thing. See if it's right for you. But by all means, you know, best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Second best time is now. So put a fruit tree in. Put five fruit trees in. Whatever your family will eat and will grow well in your area. Put it in and see what you can do with it. I mean, that's going to save you a lot of money. Fruit is an expensive item when you go and purchase it. So having the ability to grow that and harvest it from your own property is going to be huge. All right, so next up in the food world is going to be protein. Um, I talked about it quite a bit in my poultry podcast. If you listen to that, I believe it was my last podcast that I put out. You really need to start, if at all possible, growing some of your own protein whether that's chickens or quail or ducks like i talked about in my previous podcast or even rabbits you know rabbits are another great one that even hoa you can find a way to have rabbits you know a couple does and a buck you're going to be able to have a lot of meat produced quickly and you're going to be able to feed that really easily from your own house your homestead just because i mean 
they eat grass and pellets. It's not that hard to be able to do. Don't get me wrong. If you're able to, you have the resources and you have the space to be able to grow these larger animals like sheep, like goats, like cattle. Jump on that. Grow some of your own, like pigs. Grow some of your own protein. The more the, that you're able to grow for yourself, the better off you're going to be. And it's going to be cheaper in the long run to raise that food compared to buying a comparable quality of food, whether you're getting it from you know your local resources or from a big box store. Raising it yourself is going to be the better option. Another great option that's kind of out of the box thinking for a lot of people I haven't done it yet, but it is on my short list of things to do this year, is to either dig or build a pond. You're going to be able to start raising your own fish out there. You know, here in Michigan, bluegill is going to be a fantastic thing for me to throw in there, raise up to good eating size, and harvest out of my own garden, or out of my own pond. I'm really looking forward to doing that. I've always wanted a pond, and so this year we're really going to push to make that happen. Going right along with that and kind of building on the function stacking idea is another thing that I haven't done, but I've done a lot of research into and I am wanting to do it here. I don't know if it'll be this year, but it'll be soon, is aquaponics. Then you're combining, you know, your vegetable garden and your fish production, and you're really going to be able to get that under control and into your own domain where you're not relying on outside sources for both meat and vegetables right in that one single system. Obviously, it's going to take some dialing in. A lot of people kind of struggle with it out the gate. But once you get going, get your system established, that's going to produce so much food for you in a small space. It's going to be an awesome way to go. Food really is the best way to start out down your road to freedom and independence. It's going to, if you're growing your own food, it's going to help you to eat healthier because you're growing so much. You're going to have such an abundance and it's going to make you want to cook and eat that food instead of ordering out or going to the store and buying the cheap crap off the shelf you're going to be able to produce high quality high value food for yourself off your homestead it's going to help you obviously once you start eating healthier you're going to be a healthier person and that's our next next uh, bullet point here is going to be your health care your diet your fitness it's really going to be important and food is the first step towards that so diving right into our next topic of diet and healthcare, have you ever put diesel in your gas car or vice versa? It's not going to run very well for very long on the wrong fuel. And the food that we are putting into our bodies from fast food joints, from eating out, from all the garbage that people consume is just like putting that wrong fuel into your vehicle. Granted, we have a longer time horizon before we have absolute catastrophic failure. It's going to happen one way or the other. So keep that in mind when you're going to the store to buy this crap that you shouldn't be eating. It shouldn't even be sold as food to humans. Keep that in mind. Obesity and illnesses caused by obesity or exacerbated by obesity is the number one killer in the United States every single year. According to healthy.newyork.gov, 697,000 people in the United States die annually due to heart disease. What is the leading factors towards heart disease? I'm glad you asked. High blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, lack of physical activity. Holy crap, right there, everything I'm saying drilled into a nutshell. All these things are the leading causes of death 
in the United States. Wake up, America. Like, how is this even possible? How are we still eating garbage? How is there so many fast food joints in every single town? Like, how blind does America have to be to just like, oh, mo, 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 the other way and just eat McDonald's 15 times a week? Like, what are you doing? Put the Big Mac down. Holy crap, America. Okay. So, I'm going to step off my soapbox for a little bit. We're going to calm down a little bit. Fitness. Get off your butt and move. I don't care if you're going for a 15-minute walk or you're training for a marathon. Get off your butt. Get some physical activity in. If you work out some every day, go 15 minutes longer. Go for a 15-minute walk later with your family. Take your dog. Do whatever. Get more physical activity in. Even if you think you have an active job and you come home and you're tired, whatever, push through that. Do a little bit more physical activity. Go, like I keep, I mean, the walk is the easiest thing. Just go, just go walk. Walk around your property. Walk down the road if it's safe. Do what you need to do, but get more activity in. The more you're moving, the more calories you're burning, the better you're going to feel. It's just going to really improve your life if you put that extra effort in. A lot of times people find excuses to not have physical activity. They don't have time. Really, you don't. You can't find 15 minutes during your day that you could go for a walk. Like I find that very hard to believe. Oh, I'm tired. Well, guess what? Exercise boosts your energy. It improves your mood, promotes promotes better sleep. So why don't you get off your butt instead of watching TV? Go for a 15 minute walk. It's gonna boost your energy. It's going to better your mood. And if at the end of the day you're going to sleep better if you've had more physical activity. I don't know what other excuses. Um, lazy. Go back and listen to my first podcast, My Motivation. Go listen to all the people that I talked about in that podcast. You're not going to be able to be lazy anymore unless you're built of much different stuff than I am. I don't know how anyone could listen to those people and continue to be lazy. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, only 19.3% of Americans are engaged in sports or physical activity every day. 19.3%. That is less than one in five. No wonder we're dying off at such a high rate. Like, what on earth, America? Get off your ass and move. Like, how is that possible that only one in five people, less than one in five people, is actually moving around during their day and getting exercise of some sort? Like, how is this even a thing? How have we gotten so sedentary that we can't get off our ass for 15 minutes every day and go for a jog? Like, what is going on? Honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with mentality. A lot of people get into trying to better themselves. They go to the gym. They start eating right, whatever. But if you can't get your mind right, that's not going to matter. You're going to burn out. Make time to focus on improving your mental health, whether that's meditation, yoga, forced breathing, uh, I don't know, prayer, quiet contemplation, things of this nature. Without proper mentality, all the rest of it's not going to do crap for you. You have to get your mind right. So work on that. Carve out time for that. Even if it's just 10 minutes a day, carve out that extra time. Set it aside and really focus on that. See what it'll do for you. The healthier you are physically, mentally, the less reliant you're going to be on the healthcare system. If you are dependent on medication, especially for treatable problems, how can you possibly? 
eventually try to work towards being independent and free. You will always be dependent on that unless you break that habit, unless you break that need. You're going to be dependent on those things. So take the steps that are required for it. Move. Get it done. Get off those medication that you're able to. And have a better life for it. Have more energy. Have more time to go spend with your kids because you're not so damn tired. You can't do anything. Go move. All right. I know I had said that I was going to get off my soapbox after food, but apparently I'm wound up about fitness as well. So I'm going to try to keep a more even keel for this final portion of our podcast today. We're actually going to dive kind of into the debt system and the monetary system for the rest of today's podcast. Honestly, the debt system is the hardest one for me to try to push past. I am really good at spending money. Just ask my wife. I am a spender in our relationship. She was amazing at saving money before me, and I was really good at spending it, and she hasn't been able to convert me otherwise. So I really need to work on this as well. I'm going to throw some more statistics at you. The average American holds more than $96,000 in debt. $96,000. The average American has almost $100,000 of debt. It gets worse. It's not just your mortgage. It's not just your car payment. Average, $8,000 of that is high interest credit card debt. $8,000 of high interest credit card debt per person. That's one person. If you're a household, you're married, that's two of you. That's almost $200,000 in debt and freaking $16,000 of high interest credit card debt. $16,000. You have to dig out from underneath that. You're going to be so tied to all these systems. You're not going to be able to have the freedom and independence you want if you are tied because you're a slave to the debt system working to try to pay that off especially that credit card debt is a killer like eight thousand dollars sixteen thousand dollars you're working a day of the week just to pay the interest on that pull your head out of your rear really buckle down and get that taken care of knock that down so it's more manageable then go after your other bills tear down that mortgage payment tear down that car payment get it to where you don't have to go to the work go to work just to be able to pay your debts. Get to a point where you're able to pay your bills, your electricity, your property taxes, whatever, and then move into a point where you're able to invest and build wealth for yourself and for your future generations. Jack Spierko is always talking about seventh generational thinking. I don't even know if most of this country is capable of seventh generational thinking. Like They are so caught up in consumerism, materialism, and what can I have today? Doesn't matter if it's going to last 20 years. It doesn't matter if it's going to last five years. They want it today. Think of how many people who are buying brand new TVs every year. How many people go out every other year and get a new car? Like, what are you building? What are you doing? All you're doing is spending your money, spending your dash on all this frivolous crap that at the end of the day doesn't mean crap. Let's take that and try to build off of that for with a couple of different tools how to get out of debt. Number one, first and foremost, everybody should be doing this. If they're not, you're wrong. You need to be building a budget and sticking to it. It'll really help you to pinpoint where your money's going. Go back, do a self-audit every once in a while. Don't do it all the time. You'll drive yourself nuts. But go back and do a self-audit. See where your money went. 
see where you can improve, and work on that. Work with your spouse, especially, I mean, if you're married, you have to be working with your spouse on this. This is not something that one half of a marriage can do. It's not going to work. So work on them. Come up with a plan that both of you can get on board with, and you're really going to be able to stick to and go with that. Don't spend frivolously, but don't completely cut out your discretionary spending. Cut it in half, cut it down, don't cut it out. Otherwise, if you're like me, you're just going to blow past it anyways because it won't matter at that point. You're like, ah, screw it. You know what? I'm going to blow my budget, so I might as well really blow it. A lot of money in there for you to go out and have fun, whether it be, you know, you go out to a meal once in a while or you go out to see a movie, you go do whatever. Give yourself some of that leeway inside your budget and it'll make it easier to actually maintain your budget in the long run. Something that I've really noticed helps us to get our bills paid and to start hitting our debt is instead of getting a paycheck and not putting it towards stuff, letting it sit in the bank account, take that money and immediately put it towards your bills, put it towards your debt. That way you don't give yourself the opportunity to spend it doing whatever. It's already gone. It's already doing the work that it needs to be doing. So jump on that. If it's Friday, you get paid, pay your bills Friday, pay your bills Friday morning before you go to work. Get that done so that way they're taken care of. That'll be a load off your mind. Yeah, okay, you might have to live a little tighter the rest of the week, but at least that bill is paid and your priority has already been taken care of. Come up with a plan with hard dates of when you're going to have each of your debts paid off. And don't let this be just set in stone that you set it and forget it. Go back to it. Make up steps to work towards each of these things that you're trying to pay off. Give yourself milestones that, hey, you know what? I have $2,000 in my $4,000 credit card debt paid off. You know, that's a great place to be. Make yourself that list, and that way you could check it off and be working towards each of these individual goals. Have a plan for surprise money, whether that be a tax refund, which theoretically is not a surprise, but, you know, money that isn't your day-to-day, -day, not your week-to-week. You know, tax refunds, bonuses, gifts, whatever it is. You know, an inheritance from a family member's passed away. Have a plan for what's going to happen with those monies before you even find out about those monies. So, I have a vehicle that I have a loan on. You know, if we get any sort of large funds that come in or any sort of gifts that come in, it's going immediately towards the vehicle. So, we can try to get that debt paid off as fast as possible. The final bullet point that I have on the whole debt thing is, honestly, it's the one that I'm the most passionate about. It's working on the income side of the balance sheet. Whether you're starting a side gig, whether you pick up a part-time job, um, you can sell unwanted crap from around your house. It's not really going to get you all the way, and it's not something sustainable. Obviously, you only have so much crap you can sell, but it would be a start. You know. Um, Go to your boss and request a raise. If it's been a while and you don't feel that you've been compensated properly, go and ask for that raise. Look for that promotion. Show your value to the company so that way they value you more and are willing to pay you for it. Um, any sort of new income streams, revenue streams that you're able to add on are just going to help you get that much further along. If you already have a side gig, ramp it up. Now is the time to be ramping up your side gig. You don't know how tenuous your hold is on your main gig so get the side gig going 
get it to a point where it's sustainable and you can really step it up if you want to and if you need to. And then step it up. Why not? Why would you sit back and be like, oh, you know what? I'm good making $100 a week when I know that I could actually, you know, increase this and make 5x. Why wouldn't you do that? That's going to help you to get off of your system that is having to go to a 9 to 5 and work for somebody else. It's going to enable you to get out of debt faster. And you're just going to have so much more freedom built into your life because of that. Honestly, even though it's the most exciting part of it to me, this last bullet point is probably the hardest for most people. If you don't have a side gig going, if you don't have that extra income stream that you can step up, I can see where that's going to be the hardest thing. So come up with a side gig if you don't already have one. Start building that freedom into your life. If you have any amount of debt, you are a slave to that system. Like you you are. You you can try to spin it any way you want. But you have to go pay that. You have to work to get that money to pay these people back. So once you can get out from underneath that thumb, you're going to be so much more freedom, so much more free, and so much more independent because you are not depending on someone else to provide that thing for you. It is now your thing. If you have a mortgage, you are a slave to Wells Fargo, to Fifth Third, whoever is cutting you the check to buy your house. So pay them off, and then you are free. Go into the whole property tax thing. It's not really where we're going on today's podcast. But for all intents and purposes, you are free from that burden. All right. So thank you for sticking with me today. I know I got a little little rambunctious and up in my soapbox for a couple of these things. But I'm really passionate about this. And I think that a lot of people could really benefit if they were to step up into these positions and improve their life, make themselves so much more free so much more independent from everything my last quote for today is going to be by fdr whether i agree with him or not on his politics and all that this quote is gold in the truest sense freedom cannot be bestowed it must be achieved achieved you have to achieve your freedom in america we love to talk about how we're free most people in america are not free they're not. They're dependent on the food system. They're dependent on the healthcare system. And almost everybody's dependent on the debt system. So step up, step out of these systems, build your own, and build the freedom and independence into your life that you deserve. I know it's a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but I think we really hit hard on some awesome, awesome points. And I think there's a lot of actionable things in this podcast that everyone can work on. So I'm going to sign out now. Thank you for joining me for another wonderful podcast. And remember, be undomesticated.